0: And one of the things that's really great about flipping is it's very linear. So it moves from a step to a step to a step and it progresses from one from one to the next, uh, which is great because then that allows us to start to put into place processes and systems that will allow us to kind of move from, you know, one, two, three, ABC. And so we're going to kind of look at the business in that type of way. But we really want to be careful in this business that we don't lose sight of the big picture. And this is a common mistake that we all make in business, right? You get down in the weeds. But what happens if you're down in the weeds too much? You get lost in the weeds and you lose sight of what? The big picture. Yeah. And so you can see up here on our on our mind map, you know, this is you up here, right? You Inc, you CEO, you business owner. And then there's all these functions that have to happen down here for the business to work and for money to happen. But your role should be what? What should your role be in this business? The visionary. The... That's right. Yeah, I like to call it the orchestrator, right? You're going you're gonna to make sure these things are happening, but the right business structure isn't you down here doing them. Now, it's okay in the beginning, but what should your goal be? Of other people. That's right. So you don't want to live in this box this box or any of these boxes. You want to live where? You want to live up here. This is where you want to operate in the model. And you can see here I've got 90% strategic and 10% tactical. So what's the difference between strategic and tactical? If you're you're focusing on strategic activities, what kinds of things are you doing? Strategic just means that the, the time you're spending in the business is focusing on how can you build out these processes better. How can I manage, how can I find somebody that's going to do a function? How can I implement technology like Flipster? How do I get Flipster working and doing some of these things? How do I inspire, you know, my acquisitions manager, my operations manager? What are my high level activities? Basically, we want to ask ourselves this and you guys write this down. What is the best use of my time right now? And think about if you asked yourself that a dozen times a day right? What is the best use of my time right now in this business? It's not doing $10 an hour work, right? So when you run to Home Depot to buy materials, are you living in this box? We actually don't even have a box for that. That box is like maybe down here. All right, you don't want to be doing that because that's a tactical thing. um, And your time, Phil, is worth a hell of a lot more than $10 an hour. The other way I like to ask it, I'll ask myself this as I'll say, if I'm worth $1,000 an hour, would I be doing this? Whatever it is, would I be doing that? And most of the time, the answer is no, I wouldn't be doing that, right? So, if you look at somebody ultra successful, do they do $10 an hour work, $15 an hour? Do they do low level work? No, they do very high value activities. So, really what we're talking about here is high value activities versus low value activities. And the more you can focus on high value activities, the better you'll build this business, and let me kind of put this in context. When I say build this business, I'm not talking about 50 employees in a great big office space. And I'm not talking about that. You can do that in this business, and c- certainly some people do. No, I'm talking about a manageable team, a small team that's letting you do whatever your goal is. But I think, th- I think you can do a million-dollar-a-year business doing three to five deals a month, net profit million dollars a year. Who thinks that's exciting? Okay. Even if you did half of that, would that be exciting? Or a quarter of that. Would that be exciting? Yeah. When you think about how the business works, we get a lead, we're going to analyze the lead, we're going to make an offer, and we're going to get a contract. At that point, when you own that contract, you've got options. Wholesale it or fix and flip it. Or if you're in the new construction, if it's a lot, you can do a new build. So you've got those options there. What I like to do is I like to put everything through a filter. So when you're looking out at leads and you're looking at deals and you're making offers and you get a contract... You want to put that through a filter of what is the highest return on my investment for this deal? What is the best exit strategy that's going to give me the most profit for the least amount of work, right? Isn't that basically what flipping is? Flipping is how to make as much money as I can in the least amount of time possible as I can. And sometimes that means wholesaling where you just get a piece of the profit and you pass the lion's share of the equity onto the flipper or whoever. And sometimes it's... I'm going to keep this one. I'm going to get funding. I'm going to fix it up, and I'm going to flip it. Phil, I'm going to challenge you to probably wholesale a little bit more of those kind of lower dollar homes where the ARVs are, you know, in the hundred thousands, and focus a little bit on some higher end homes for your fix and flips. It may mean you got to go outside of that market a little bit. Here's uh, here's the biggest lesson that I learned early on. I was doing a lot of kind of hundred fifty thousand dollar flips, right? So. My typical numbers were I'd buy a house for like 75k, and I'd put 25k into it, you know, so I'm all in for 100, and then I'd flip it for you know 140, and after I net out everything, I'd make 25 or 30. And I got really good at that kind of deal. Uh, and then what happened was is I did this, this 400,000 ARV house, or close to 400,000, and I made a $75,000 profit. Okay? And here's what I learned. Here was my big takeaway. You know, the this deal here I was making 25. This one I made 75. What do you think my what do you think the lesson was I learned doing these two different deals? Put in the same amount of work. You got it. It was the same work. Right? Mm-hmm. Cuz I had to buy a house, I had to get funding, I had to hire contractors, I had to manage contractors, I had to put it up for sale. I mean, it was a little bigger home and it was a little more capital, but that's it. It was a little bigger and more money into the deal but I made 75 instead of 25 I made three times as much money doing the same amount of work. And it dawned on me. I said, what am I doing? Why am I running around doing all of these smaller size deals? I could do a third, the number of deals if I just moved up in price range. And so that's what I did the following year. I went from doing 50 deals. I went from doing 50 fix and flips to 10 that next year. And I made more money doing 10 than I made doing 50. And my life was so much better. It was so much better, less contractors and less, just less, less was more for me in that case.